0: Episode 18 of the Making Disciples podcast, where we are furthering our knowledge of Jesus Christ and the gospel so that we can go to the ends of the world and minister to all who are willing to hear. Thank you so much for joining me today. In today's episode, I'm going to be reading 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 through 13, and we're going to be talking about God's majesty and the attributes of God through this passage. And I'll go ahead and start in verse 10. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are both power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. Before this passage, we see David and the citizens offering their resources for the production of the temple. And a few passages back, we see God tell David that he was not going to be the one to make the temple because he had shed too much blood, but instead it was going to be Solomon, his son. But this didn't stop David from wanting to help. He didn't sit in the corner and cry because he wasn't gonna be the one to build it. Instead, he wanted his son Solomon to succeed. So he provided all the gold, silver, bronze, and wood that he could. And when the citizens saw how generous David was being, they wanted to be generous and they wanted to provide. So they provided all that they could. And it led all of Israel to rejoice because at this time, they were not serving any other gods. They they didn't have any false idols. Instead, they were serving God and God alone and they rejoiced with how generously they were giving. David recognized the immense responsibility that was going to be handed down to Solomon as becoming king and building the temple. So he led the citizens in a heartfelt prayer of dedication and worship. The temple was intended to be the permanent dwelling place for God's presence and the central location for worship and sacrifice. David's prayer reflects his deep desire to honor God and thank him for everything. David's prayer serves as an act of gratitude and worship acknowledging God's faithfulness, power and sovereignty. It sets an example for the Israelites reminding them of their dependence on God and their need to praise him for his blessings. David's prayer here in First Chronicles lays the theological foundation for understanding God's attributes and his relationship with his people. It emphasizes God's greatness, his role as the creator of all things and his reign over the universe. This prayer provides a framework for the Israelites' understanding of God's character and establishes the basis of their worship. In this prayer, we see a great deal of humility on David's behalf. He realizes that his success as king over Israel did not come from him being a good king. Instead, it came from God's hand guiding him. All success, glory, and honor are God's and God's alone. So I wanted to go ahead and talk about Gideon because I thought that this correlated really well with the message of David. Judges 7-2 states, The Lord said to Gideon, The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel boast over me, saying, My own hand has saved me. So Gideon in the beginning, before he goes against the Midianites, had 32,000 soldiers, and God did not want him to go into battle with 32,000, because yes, they would have success, but the Israelites would boast, saying that they were the reason that they won. So God told Gideon to tell his army that anyone who is scared to go into battle, to go home, and 22,000 went home, leaving him with 10,000. And God then said that 10,000 was too much. So he said to take the 10,000 to the water and whoever lapped the water like a dog, he would keep. And whoever kneeled properly to drink the water would go home. And only 300 men lapped the water like a dog. So what's the point? Gideon and his army still had success over the Midianites despite being numerously outnumbered. This goes to show that the victory was not that of Gideon and his army, instead it was of gods and gods alone. In this prayer in 1 Chronicles, David's prayer magnifies and celebrates the attributes of God. David acknowledges God's greatness, proclaiming, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. This attribute emphasizes God's supremacy and authority over all things. It highlights his ability to accomplish mighty works and demonstrates his unmatched power. David recognizes that everything in heaven and on earth belongs to God. He declares, Everything in heaven and in earth is yours, O Lord. This attribute highlights God's sovereignty and role as the ultimate owner and ruler over all creation. It emphasizes that everything that we possess and enjoy is ultimately God's, and we are only in possession of it to bring about God's purposes and to bring about God's will. David exalts God, affirming his honor and exalting his name you are exalted as head over all. This attribute emphasizes God's supreme worthiness of praise, adoration, and honor. It reminds us to acknowledge and exalt God above all else in our lives, not to hold him second or third, not to hold anything in front of him, but our love for God should be so much that our love and desires for everything else should seem like hate. David acknowledges that everything that the Israelites gathered for the production of the temple was the result of God's generosity. He says, Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. This attribute highlights God's benevolence and his willingness to bless his people. It reminds us of the importance of gratitude for the abundant provisions God has bestowed upon us. David recognizes God's faithfulness and trustworthiness. He declares, In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. This attribute emphasizes God's reliability and unwavering commitment to his promises. It encourages us to trust in his provision and guidance. David leads his people in an act of reverence and in worship, stating, Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. This attribute highlights the importance of worshiping God and offering Him our heartfelt gratitude and adoration. It reminds us of the significance of cultivating a reverent and worshipful attitude towards God in our daily lives. This prayer emphasizes God's sovereignty over all things. So what is sovereignty? Sovereignty refers to God's supreme authority and control over the entire universe. It means that God possesses ultimate power, wisdom, and governance above all creation. Nothing is outside of His jurisdiction or beyond His knowledge. Recognizing God's sovereignty can bring comfort and assurance to believers. It reminds us that even in the midst of uncertainty and challenges, God is in control. We can trust in His wisdom and His perfect plan knowing that He works all things together for the good of those who love Him. Understanding God's sovereignty calls for our submission and reverence. It humbles us before the majesty of God and prompts us to acknowledge His authority in our lives. Recognizing His reign over all things invites us to align our will with His and live in obedience to His commands. God is not limited by the constraints of the temporal world but exists from everlasting to everlasting. His eternal nature assures us of His enduring presence Faithfulness and reliability. We must recognize God's eternal nature as David did, emphasizing that greatness belongs to him. God's authority is absolute and comprehensive. He is the supreme ruler over all realms, exercising his divine governance over every aspect of all creation. His authority extends over both the spiritual and earthly domains, and nothing is outside of his control. We are not in control. Anything we have or do is allowed by God to bring about his purposes. Any skills we possess or riches we own is deemed by God. You did not even choose to be born. So if you cannot choose to be born, what makes you think that you are in control of anything else? This prayer should be something that we live by recognizing that God is in control. What you must come to grips with is even though God is in control over the spiritual and earthly domains, are you willing to give him control over your own life, See, the wonderful thing about God is he gives all of us a free will. He's not going to force you to love him or force you to hate him. The gift of Jesus Christ is free. All you have to do is accept it. Just in case you didn't know this, God does not need us we need him so many people paint god in the picture that if we reject god he's going to be a sad little man crying in the corner wanting us to come back and that's very far from the truth god is the one that put breath in our lungs and we need him once you realize god's sovereignty and authority and submit to it it allows us to become partakers in his joy and his perfect peace i want to ask you a question do you make a daily practice to worship god We need to stop taking God for granted as if he is obligated to listen to us and realize that he is the creator of the universe and gave his only son to be the eternal sacrifice so that we may dwell with him in eternity. Like I said, you aren't forced to accept that gift. You aren't forced to not accept that gift. It is free to all who accept it. Everything that we have in our lives, whether it be money, skills, or people, is all given to us From God to bring about his purposes. God does not owe us anything. Instead, we owe him everything. We will never be able to repay God for the gift that he has given us. We have nothing fit for a king, but we can most definitely lift our hands and voices and glorify him, submit to his will, and minister to all who are willing to hear. All that Jesus calls of us is to follow him. That's it. No big deal, right? give up your place in this world and take up your cross endure the sufferings of this world and trust in him knowing that you are glorifying his name that's enough for me i want to make my heavenly father proud i want god to be able to look at me knowing that i served him with all of my heart i don't want him to tell me that i could have done more i don't want him to tell me that i didn't praise him or thank him enough there is waiting for you a crown of righteousness and an eternity with him who saved you from your sin and from eternal damnation. All you must do is accept that free gift and submit to God's will for your life. As I wrap this episode up, I wanna encourage you to let me know if you have any prayer requests. If you're on Spotify, let me know in the com- at the bottom of this episode on Spotify. If you're on YouTube, let me know in the comments. If you're struggling to come to Christ, please let me know. I wanna be praying for you. And if I can, I'd love to get into contact with you and show you how you can come to Christ. It's definitely not an easy path, and the Christian path is not a straight line up. Instead, there is definitely some hills to climb, and it's going to be a bumpy road at first. But over time, you will be conformed more and more to the image of Jesus Christ. That wraps up episode 18 of the Making Disciples podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. We got episode 19 and then episode 20, and I hope to see you there. God bless.